Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eccentric, the makers of the K-Box and the new K-Pulley. Guys, flywheel training's really grown in popularity of late, and although it's something that's been around for a while, the simple reason that it's grown in popularity is because it works. We've been lucky to have a K-Box in our weight room for the past three years, and we've seen some really great things when it comes to improving the athlete's ability to change direction, and then looking at our return to play protocols with different lower body injuries with the student athletes. The love-hate relationship that everyone has with the K-Box is now just going to grow more with the addition of the K-Pulley. The ability to do standing presses, pulls, rip-throughs, and knee drive exercises is just going to be another arsenal to our training and another addition to the love-hate relationship that our student-athletes have with the awesome tools that come from Eccentric. Go ahead and hop over to Eccentric.com today to check out what they have. Guys, I can't recommend it enough, and I guarantee you won't be disappointed not just with the products, but with the awesome customer service that Eccentric provides. Today's My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by GymAware, the leading tool when measuring performance in the weight room. Guys, VBT is all the craze right now. It's a hot, sexy topic, although it's something that's been around for a while. And the man who wrote the book on velocity-based training, Brian Mann, has called the GymAware the Rolls-Royce when it comes to velocity measuring devices. Guys, the ability for you to shoot all your information right up into the cloud and store it right away is enough for, for me right there to, to make sure that this is something that I had in my weight room. Putting things together with instant feedback as to how the reps are being performed. On top of that, with the x-axis correction, so you don't have to necessarily worry about direct positioning when you're performing the exercises. Tying that in with the visualization of everything and the ability to allow the athletes to compete Make this an absolutely stellar tool and something I couldn't recommend you having in your weight room enough. Hop on over to kinetic.com.au today and see everything that they have to offer. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today, guys, I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down and talking with Butler Bulldogs basketball strength and conditioning coach Matt Johnson uh, just about his transition moving from D.C. out to Indianapolis and everything in between. This was an Instagram Live that we did a couple weeks ago that luckily I was able to record and save because this is absolutely killer. This is about 50 minutes of Q&A with Matt and I both breaking down everything from, you know, what's driving us to be better as coaches to, specific strength work we do with the teams to speed work and, and programming and all sorts of different things. This is really an awesome talk, guys. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Let's get right to it. So how's Naptown? Hey, I wanted to show you my new home, man. I love it, man. Dude, so when we were there forever ago, we, go, we were man. in the A-10 for like 72 hours. We did not have this. So what is this? This is our our just one stop shop here. This is everybody. Really? Yep. So we have uh, twenty sports here. So everybody trains out of this space. Um, next, uh, well, this coming spring, we're redoing the practice facility. So up there uh, will hopefully be my new home. Uh, so. Uh, Facility for men's women's basketball. Pretty excited about that. That's still in the, the planning process, but for right now, that's uh, that's the shop. That's awesome, man. That's it, man. Got D Marsh just hopped on too. It's like you know the, the ghost of there the we go. past. That's right, man. Running around in here. Um, hey, you've had some good new new additions out to to uh, spend some time with you. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's um. You know, I said it when I was talking with, with Chase last week. I mean, you and I have talked about this a hundred times, that we're really lucky in the league to have a lot of a lot of really good coaches that, you know, for the most part, like the sure. good dudes and open to, to, to talk and share and rap and all that. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, you didn't, you didn't make me look like a good guy on your Instagram story. I look like I'm an axe murderer. Dude, yeah. so when I was hoping <laughs> – is I, I was going to try to find something with the gray suit because I always remember the gray suit. I would I rock the gray suit all the time, like, man. Went from the gray suit to the to the gray bulldogs because you guys, one of the 
jerseys you guys wear are gray. That's, uh, that's right. I couldn't yeah. find it. Yeah. So I, I, was, went, all, I was all about the, the gray suit with the buff and blue striped tie. Yep. That was, that, that was my go-to. Oh, yeah. That was, for, that was for the big games, man. Yeah, well, I saw it a lot, so it must, must not have been for all the big games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so how are we doing? Good, good, man. No kids yeah. are back on campus first week. Um, so you have your pleasant surprises, so you have those that you come with the way you expect, and then you have the rest. So we're yeah. kind of yeah. dealing with that right now, but it's yeah. good. Yeah, good. Good. I think no, the best I... thing that happened for us, though, dude, to be honest, is they just refinished the floor yesterday. So we've got three or four days to kind of reacclimate the weight room a little bit before okay. we throw everything on top of them. Good. So hopefully that will go well. We'll see. We'll find out tomorrow. But Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so what about a... you, man? How are things going out there? Whew, man, it's um, I'm in the tornado right now. It, it, it's been a whirlwind. Um, you know, my first day was on uh, July 9th. I had a full day of orientation, which is always fun to, to you know, sign all the benefits, paperwork, and, and do all that. And then I uh, met with the team. And, and that's always a really important part of the process with me. Um, this is, uh, you know, I've made a few transitions. It's always a really important time to just sit and speak in front of the group before we even get into the weight room. Um, so we're talking about standards. We're talking about the, the culture of work we're trying to infuse here and uh, who we want to be and who we can be. And I, I think that's always a, a really key part for me starting off is like, hey, speak to them, you know, get them motivated uh, and, and, and give them a little bit of a, a glimpse and a vision of, of what this is going to be all about. So they're not trying to figure it out while they're doing it. And so, uh, you know, just half an hour and, uh, you know, my message to them is, you know, uh, one thing I've learned here in the last seven weeks, they, they love their dogs and it's a D-A-W-G-S and, uh, you know, hungry dogs run fast and that's who we're going to be. You know, we're going to eat what's ever on our plate. We're going to finish through the line. If it's 30 seconds, we do 32 seconds. Um, and, and, and that's the challenge that I've presented to the guys. So it's, it's been great. Um, obviously, you know, whenever you leave a place, you know, I was, I was sad to, um, you know, sad to leave GW, but really excited for the opportunity here. Um, you know, change builds character. And for me in my profession, uh, professional journey, this is, this is unique to me. I've never been a sports specific strength coach. I've always had that multi background. And so, uh, to be able to attack the day and focus on 14 guys, and to have three small little groups, uh, my experience has always been large team session. Um, you know, so I'm really excited about what I can now do um, in terms of my programming and my coaching um, with the, the resources I have here. Right off the bat, biggest changes you've noticed going from the A-10 to Big East? Um, well, I think whenever you make a jump, there's, there's better players. Um, you know, our guys, the, the, the skills there, uh, the skills there, the athleticism, you know, every, every guy, um, has some pop to them. They can move, they understand leverage and, um, you know, they just have the, they're born with it. You know, they have that, that, that DNA, you know, that, that all those athletic fibers in their body, you know, where, um, and my other stops, you know, you work tremendously hard to get those athletic fibers. And uh, these guys just sort of have been gifted with it. You know, that thing for me, um, just seeing this, the, this, the size and the athleticism of the, of the guys here, you know, that's, that's been a, a big change for me. But it hasn't changed my training. You know, all that has been the same. Gotcha. So more of like uh, dealing with kids like Justin, like you did at Montrose. Yeah, for sure. You know, Justin just was uh, – you know, just an unbelievable athlete, just uh, blessed and really didn't have an understanding of how to move and, um, you know, how to decelerate, how to control his body mass. You know, I think that's the one thing that I have seen right off the bat is, is just from an education standpoint, these guys have no idea in terms of uh, what their body is capable of doing. They've always just used their natural God-given tools. And so now 
put in some sound training, coaching, education, and really honing in and, and, and focusing on the finite details, that's where these guys are just going to make exponential gains. You know, I'm excited to see it. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So you've been there now seven weeks. Seven weeks, yeah. Seven weeks. So what have you seen in seven weeks? And I've been growing a beard for three weeks. You know, so, you know, that's one thing I, I've, I've been doing a little bit of research. And in order to be a good strength coach, I think you have to have a beard. So, you know, I'm trying to be a good strength coach right now. I'm trying to. <laughs> <I'm> trying to... <laughs> no, no, it's coming off this weekend. It's coming off. I've been told it's coming off. So, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's been, it's been great. The one thing that's been really enjoyable is um, Coach Jordan is, an unbelievable motivator and I've been here seven weeks and the amount of compliments, the amount of thank yous and just the gratitude that has been expressed to me in a short amount of time. Like I want to work harder for the guy. And, um, that's for me is, is, is really, really special. Every, everybody likes getting a thank you note in the mail, you know, and especially when your boss is telling you, thank you, thank you. Uh, not one time, but multiple times like that, that makes you, just like right as coaches, like that makes you want to push and, and want to give more and be better, you know? So I, I just have this, this, uh, I feel reinvigorated. I feel this new energy about me. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it, 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 you know, when you make a move and you've done this before, like you, you're on the drive, right? And you're and you're thinking to yourself because you're on a 15 hour drive. I was I was in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and I was driving 15 hours. And you think a couple times, like, "Hey, was 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 this the right decision? You know, should I have done this?" And being here the last seven weeks has reassured me that it was it was the right decision. I love yeah. it, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So you're in. You've had the talk. You're getting to know the boys. So now, what's next? So this morning, um, we had a 60-minute uh, speed workout. Uh, we have three lifting groups here in, that, in the afternoon. Um, and uh, the speed workout today, we didn't have any bungees. We didn't have any speed hurdles. I didn't have my bag of tricks and all this other stuff. There was no cones. It was just stance. We were working on stance. We were, we were educating the guys about pushing and reaching, you know, uh, with their lateral movement is, you know, uh, the trail leg, that's, that's your engine, you know, that's hopefully your V8 and, you know, your lead leg, that's your steering wheel. And so, uh, just really having, you know, focusing from the ground up, like for me, this is one thing I picked up when I was training with Lee and now just being in touch with Lee over the years is your, your base and your stance and understanding leverage and being able to sit in that low position like that that is the foundation of the speed pyramid and you have you have to be great at that and um so that's one thing really the majority of today we worked on stance and we worked on pushing and reaching um we ended with some you know competitive you know kind of walling up keeping you keeping your hands above your earlobes chest up we're big into you know seeking contact and getting our chest in the guys um and and being aggressive uh, defensively and so we did a you know kind of follow leader uh type of mirror drill for 30 seconds a full shot clock and and guys competed you know guys competed so um you know it's it's been great and to have the support like i said of the coaching staff and to be able to to be a fly on the wall and just learn about the game and just educate myself more about just basketball in general, just basketball one-on-one. Like I played my entire life and the amount of stuff I've picked up here in just a short amount of time has, has been tremendously beneficial to me as a strength coach. And that's one, one word of advice I have to any strength coach. Schedule time with, with your assistant. Schedule time uh, with the head coach when he's available. And, um, you know, get in there and and – you don't have to, you know, just be humble and just ask questions. And, and um, it, it really helps you explore those corners and think outside the box and, 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 and start finding ways where now your training is pre fully preparing your athletes to play the style of play the coaches want them to. 
right? Like, does all styles of speed translate to the defensive schemes you're going you're gonna to play? And, and so that's the one thing, um, you know, I've, I'm really enjoying right now is just sitting in those, those meetings. And, um, you know, it's kind of been a, a step-by-step tier system approach. When we, uh, right after the team talk, we did our, our combine. Our coach is big into measurables. Uh, so we got all, you know, we got some fresh numbers on the board. Um, and, you know, we, we did a, we did a, a 185, you know, for reps. Guy, that motivates guys. I've always done that, you know, because that's what the NBA does. And we did a really conservative uh, 1RM box squat. And not a 10 out of 10, but a 9. You know, so what I wanted is, you know, you know, we kind of had an asterisk next to each guy where it's like, hey, I want you to feel like you could have done 20 to 30 pounds more. But for me, now I can work off of some percentages and kind of get a training max. And and we, you know, that's fun to do when you're training. It's like, hey, OK, you feel really good, man. All right, let's let's go, brother. You know, put, put some more weight on there, you know, um, weights feeling light, you know, put some, you know, put 10, 20 on, you know, so. Um, so the testing was a huge part. And then one thing I've always done with every group is, is I humble them with their body weight before we even get in the rack, before we even grab a, a, a barbell or, or a dumbbell is we're doing high intensity work for 45 minutes to 60 minutes. And I'm just, I'm just humbling them because elite athletes, they have one thing, Jay, they have an ego, right? And they think because they jump 44 inches that they can do all this stuff, you know? So um, I, I've always done that kind of in terms of like the, the pre-K to, to kindergarten, the first grade, second grade, third grade, is they kind of feel like they're graduating in the program. And we don't sp- spend a lot of time with it. You know, we do one week. We do one week, you know? And then um, they'll always remember where they started at pre-K, you know, ground zero, where they were doing body weight work, right? And then after that, we'll do uh, just an accumulation, you know, so we'll be working our tens, uh, working up. I, I have an accumulation ladder of upper body and, and lower body. So we're starting with the bar. And then from the bar, we're going to 65 pounds, then 95 pounds, then 115, then 125. You know, and then we're, we're, going, we're going up the ladder. As long as we're looking good, we're looking clean, and the guys understand they're starting to grasp the importance of being a technician in the rack. Mm-hmm. You know, being a technician, being technical. They're, they're sure as hell technical up on the court. I see it all the time. You know, they're not going to shoot the ball like this, <laughs> right? They're, they're going to be on top of that, you know? So for them to understand that that's my expectation in here, that we are technical while we train in the weight room, not just on the court, but in both areas. I love it, man. So then Alan just asked, what do you do for buy-in um, like with, with basketball? Because like, it's something that's it's been difficult at times, many people have said. And then uh, how would you I'll say show you being something. influenced Ready? by hip-hop plays a role? Here's, here's, uh, here's buy-in. That's buy-in. That's buy-in, right? If you always if you always have em- empty seats in your office, you're not going to have any buy-in, right? And so guys feeling that they're invested in, and that you care about them, and that you send them a text message and say, "Hey, Bryce Golden, come by. Let, let's wrap for 20 minutes, right? And let's sit down. And you don't have to talk about strength and conditioning, nutrition, and how you have to get the essential eight hours of sleep and all this mumbo jumbo stuff. Just get to know them as a person, you know." That it will always be the greatest motivational tool. And it's, it's what I experienced um, as an athlete. And I had some, some, some really bad coaches. And I didn't want to work for those people. Right? But when I had that coach in college that invested in me, cared about me as a person, was asking me how my day was going, what I had for dinner last night. Right? I wanted to work for him. And I listened to him. I like it, man. But I think the other thing, too, I mean, especially with the the relationships we're able to build is, you know, understanding and, and building that autonomy through the program as well. And I just think that's across the board right now. Um, 
more and more. I saw somebody like put out a paper that they were like, all of a sudden, this is like something new. And I'm like, cool, dude. I spoke about that at NCAA National last summer. Like, give me a break. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, but here's, here's, the, here's the second thing, too, Jay. I mean, like, you could be the greatest motivation, motivational strength coach, and you could be great in your space. But if you're not receiving the testimony and the advocacy of the head coach, it's all it's all a waste. Mm -hmm. And so that's another, you know, you know, the one thing, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, there's a lot of great strength coaches out there that are doing everything they possibly can to build buy in and motivate their kids. Right. But they're not receiving that stamp. They're not receiving that stamp of approval from the head coach. Ultimately, that's what those players care about. Mm -hmm. I don't control playing time and say, hey, Jimmy, go in the game. You know, I, you know, I don't do that. And so ultimately, it's a, it takes a tough conversation, but that will probably have to be something that requires a sit down with the head coach and to address those things. You know, and say, hey, coach, I'm doing everything I possibly can. Uh, you know, I'm, I got a lot of juice down in the room. I'm high energy. I'm meeting with, got, with, with, with my athletes and uh, investing extra time and just getting to know them as people. But I just feel like there's a disconnect. I feel like you could be in my corner a little bit more, be my corner man, right? Like this is a prize fight, be my corner man. And that's what I, that's what I need, you know? I'm out here in the center of the ring fighting for you, right? And so it, it, it takes a, a tough conversation. I've had many, right? But um, that's another huge part of being, you know, building buy-in that I think a lot of people don't talk about is you could be doing every set. You have a checklist of 10 things. You're doing all 10. But if you don't have on the bottom of that list, the advocacy of the head coach, not going to happen. Yeah. Some guy, some C. Hayes strength asked the question too. I don't know if we really. I, I know that guy. I know I that know guy. Hey, give man. this guy the time of day or what. Rising star, man. Yeah. Talking about, asked about going in a new position, you know, so in this talking about now because it's such a valuable time of the year. How much is your program tailored to meet the demands of the staff and system versus pushing what you feel is best? So actual um, programming, uh, but more so logistics versus yeah. uh, training days, conditioning, et cetera, based on time and hoop schedule. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's it's that's a great question. It's it's one that I experienced today. You know, we had a question uh, from somebody, and I'm not gonna say I can't say who, but you know, it's like, hey, that speed work was great. You know, let's do another day. Let's do let's do two more days. And you know, based on my evaluation, we need to get strong. You know, we need to you know physically get bigger. And and so for me, strength is always on the top of the list. And, um, you know, the, all the on-court stuff, you know, that, that's great. That's fine and dandy, um, you know, uh, but you need, to, you need to be strong for all that stuff to translate, you know. And so we're about ready to approach a strenuous uh, season. And I want to build some resiliency and some durability in our guys. And, and so that's where the, the strength piece is key. Typically, you know, I, I would have built all that by now. You know, in the in the in the month after Labor Day, like we're really jacking up the movement stuff. We're really jacking up the energy system development. But for us right now, we're we're doing an upper lower split. Um, you know, we we hit we hit lower uh, two times. And we hit uh, upper uh, two times a week. And so we're hitting four sessions. We got speed and agility. Wednesday is typically our off day. Um, and so, uh, you know, the also the team building piece was huge for us. You know, guys getting building that cohesiveness and and speaking to one another and being vocal in workouts and and uh and just getting out on the football field and and, and doing cadence jumping jacks and push-ups and sit-ups and team link lunges and, and bear crawls and things like that like you know that was also a huge part of my program so it's it is a it is a tough thing um where it's like hey you know some things make the list some things don't make the list but um, my word of advice is be the expert, be the expert. You know, I, I came here to, to rule this domain. And, you know, through conversations with, with Coach Val, he was fully supportive of it. It's like, hey, that's your area, you're the expert, right? 
And so go into the meeting, be respectful, be professional, be, be the expert. And just don't, you know, carry the team's bags on, uh, you know, uh, road games. You know, be the strength and conditioning coach. And at the end of the day, like, I think that's our job is to stick up for what we believe. And so for me right now, you know, hey, you know, uh, we're not going to do another speed and agility workout. We're going we're gonna to use that time to get strong and we're going to use that time to get big. McCabe, that's only part of it. Nutrition's a bigger part. Ryan Banta, where does absolute speed place in your sessions? I will say when you're talking absolute speed with basketball. Is that max velocity? I, I don't think – so Ryan is a track guy. I think that you're talking like max V. He <laughs> talked about this a bunch. I, I don't do a lot of max V. I do a bunch of starts, accelerations. 10s and 20s, um, and then our entire first block coming into the fall, like right now, is all extensive tempo, and then we go into intensive tempo. There are some guys who are more advanced, so like the brother of the one kid that he mentioned, um, who was running 15-second 110s today on the minute at 270, I'm like, what <laughs> Like, I, you don't need me. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go, man. Um, yes, sir, baby. Yeah, but uh, yeah. like they're doing more of like the Val Victor Solihunov model where there'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. a glycolytic day and then a high-speed aerobic day, so hill sprints, yeah. and then more tempo where we're changing direction and stuff. What about you, Matt, when it comes to Max V type stuff? Do you guys do any of it or no? Um. No, I don't, I don't, I don't do any of it. Um, you know, I've always done kind of acceleration, a little bit of transition, um, you know, heavy deceleration guys understanding uh, how to slow down, how to contest, uh, how to drop down in the stance and uh, guard their yard, you know, so yard being this, you know, uh, being able to, 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 to work aggressively in that space. And for me, that, that, that translates now, the argument, you know, a lot of people say, all right, well, you need to do some max velocity work for hamstring health. We do um, a lot of um, treadmill work. I, I like treadmill work. I know that some people blast it. Um, but two things I like from it is you get that hamstring training. If you're running at a high speed on a treadmill, you know what I'm talking about. Your hamstrings are smoked. Okay. And uh, I'm controlling the work capacity of the athlete. And that's always kind of been in question for me in terms of anything we do, right? Okay, 225 is 225, it will always be 225. Now when you step out of the weight room and you're doing speed work, okay, is the athlete operating at the level of effort they need to operate at to benefit from that work? Same thing with the conditioning, okay? We can kind of manage that with some time sets and things like that, but you understand what I'm saying, like, to, to get fast, you got to train fast. And you can't be going 65% in a speed workout, right? So uh, the treadmill the treadmill is, is great as well, you know, but- What's uh, your durations on the treadmill? You know, I'll do, uh, you know, anywhere, from, we'll start 30 on, 30 off, we'll, we'll move up, you know, 40 on, 20 off. Um, I, I love the incline stuff, you know, so we'll do 10% um, incline, I, I like that for uh, guys punching and lifting, you know, lift, get, getting tall. A lot of basketball players, right? Okay, think about how a 6'10 guy, think about how much his one leg weighs. I know, right? It's wild. Right? I mean, that, it's like a giraffe, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, you know, to a lot of these guys, they skate. Right, and they're in their and their their feet are low to the ground, and they're skating, and they're not punching and turning over, right, and, and and getting into that that flexion that we want, okay, and so right away, okay, I can make you faster by ha by doing some incline treadmill workouts, okay, uh, hill too, right, but once again, you know, um, it's kind of that catch twenty two, you know, impact non impact type of thing. I've always kind of done treadmill because. Can control the work capacity, low impact, great for hamstring. I like it. So Keith Three is asking how you prepare your guys for the overhead demands of basketball. I'll let you hit this one first. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love overhead work. You know, you, you look at the game, everything you do is overhead. You know, so I'm a big advocate of, um, you know, vertical pressing, uh, single arm, uh, you know, some, some strict presses, uh, Z press, you know, so you're seated in the rack, uh, you know, bars on the pins. That's great for just core stability, postural strength. I love that as well. But we do a lot of it. You know, we do a lot of it. Um, you know, I, I, I've always uh, done bench press because I know that's one thing coaches can relate to is, you know, how much you bench. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the vertical pressing, overhead pressing, I mean, that, that is really key. The one thing we also, uh, which we've been hitting hard the last seven weeks, is a lot of um, waiter walks. Okay, uh, barbell overhead, you know, uh, walks forward, backwards, uh, single arm here, really, you know, pulling the scap down, stabilizing here, holding for time, right? And um, for us, I think that that's really, really key. One, one kind of core shoulder drill I love is um, you're, you stand on a bench and the athlete is holding a medicine ball over their head, arms fully extended, and you just kind of give, give them some perturbation there. You're giving them some taps, Right. So they have to they're not seeing the stimulus. Right. And what you're doing. But now they got to stay strong right, through their through their, you know, their shoulders and, and they got to stay strong overhead. Yeah. So to answer that question, yeah, we do it. We do a lot of it. I love it. Yeah. Keith, I'll jump on that a little bit, too, man. Um, we do a few things. One, we do more vertical pressing uh, with our younger guys than we do with our older guys just because it gets to a point where, where I get nervous because it's a long way to go and there's a long way from their feet to the, uh, to the bar. So when it starts to get heavy, if a little freaking fat guy like me leans back a little bit, it's different than a guy who's 6'6", let alone 6'10". Um, and if my back's sore for a few days, nobody gives a shit, but if my point guard's back sore for a few days, I'm eating hungry man meals for the rest of, you know, the semester. So um, we do that early on. And then two things um, that I was that, that I took, one from Doc Yesis and one from Dr. Brukoshensky. Yesis always talks about one thing when you're doing, like, side raises is going all the way overhead, front raises all the way overhead. Because what we worry about, too, with a lot of these things and, you know, they're I don't know if it's true, but there's people who still say that it's true and players still say that it's true, that if they lift a lot, they tighten up a little on their shoulders and they feel like their shot gets goofy. I don't know if it's real or not. I know that that's a battle I'm not going to fight, so we'll go full range with them and they feel strong overhead and they feel loose in their shoulders. Um, Natalia has always talked about the pullover, and the reason I like that is that stop while keeping your ribs depressed, not punching here um, and pulling back and then building that into a throw into the combined method where you stop and throw and then into, you know, a plyo, kind of like that bench drop throw. Mm -hmm. um, and we do different pal-offs too. We'll do pal-off walks over our head. Uh, the boys love that. Um, but those are, that's probably like my big three when it comes to it. I feel the heat coming off my phone right now, man. <laughs> Woo! All right, baby. No, man. It's, but I mean, that's just like, yeah. and, I, and I'm lucky that they've been so open to share with us and bring us stuff like that. But um, those are things that, like, you know, when you look at them, it, kind of going back to Alan's thing with buy-in, we're like, you know, talking with these kids about that stuff. And then it's like, you know, What's weird about basketball is if a guy has bigger shoulders, I'm best, I'm going to guess at least seven out of ten times, he is going to get the foul call. Right? Like yeah. true or false. Like they're going to look and somebody may look bigger. We may be yeah, the same yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. the same height. He was, he was the culprit. Yeah. You're going to get that hit and yeah, you're going to yeah. get the call. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. But. There's some players where when their shoulders get bigger, all of a sudden they feel like their elbow's out too far and they're not getting their shot in the, uh, the rhythm yeah. that it wants. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, again, 
I don't know if I believe it or not, but I know that, like, I got a guy that's a really good shooter, and he's telling me, I think I'm doing too much with this, and it's messing up my shot. Yeah. Hey, man, let's fix it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. The ball goes in the basket. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But appreciate the question, Keith. Hope that answered. Appreciate the question, Keith. Hope that answered it. If anybody else has any, Dan, what's up? Uh, fire away. Jump training. Lot versus. CA strength is all all in here, man. All right. Yeah, yeah, right. My God. It's almost like you figure Chris is ready to contribute again to the website. Yeah, no, hint, hint, right? <laughs> Throw a couple <laughs> winks at him, man. Can we, can we, can we do it? Can we do a wink emoji right now? How do you do that on this thing? All right. Well, I don't know. I couldn't figure out my microphone for the first ten minutes. I got it for you. Um, what do you say? What do you, I? Jump training. It, Lot versus little versus depends on the hoop volume time of year. I'm going to say yes. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, high, high force on the court, high velocity in the weight room. And that's kind of always been my, my, my thing. Um, so we'll hit it, you know, we'll hit it a lot. Um, wow. Okay. You can go through all these comments here. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. They're over my face right now. So I don't know, but, uh, yeah, you know, so and then it's like the vice versa, you know, so they're, they're not they're not in a 20 hour week in June, July and August. So we could train a lot of jumps and we can be heavy in our plyos. Um, but, you know, we'll do them. We'll do them uh, in season as well. You know, I love box jumps, especially like the, the foam padded ones, you know, where you can really just make sure that they're they're clean and that they're they're. They're, they're good with their landings, you know, and that's always kind of being a consistent thing. And I just call them knee savers. You know, it's like, hey, we're, we're always going to kind of do some knee saver exercise, whether it be a TKE, you know, uh, uh, a two down, one up, uh, single, you know, box squat progression, um, you know, a single leg hop and stick, uh, you know, on a box, a six inch box or whatever, uh, both linear and lateral. But I think you, I think you can find ways to do it annually throughout the, the training year. But um, yeah, I mean, this, this, this is probably not. We're approaching September 28th here. That's our first official day. Probably after September 28th, we're not going to be hitting hitting the high volume though. No. Yeah, Chris, I'll, I'll I'll go a different way with it. Um, depends on a lot of things. Um, the preparedness, the readiness, and their ability to withstand it. I think, first and foremost, if you've built the dexterity and you've taught them to be extensive and they understand what it means to bounce and, and to be a, a tendinous mover, if you may, I feel like you can get a lot more out of other things later on. Um, so that's probably the biggest one for us um, with our young guys. I'm not too worried about it until they get to they can hit some some numbers in the weight room, and they can at least bend uh, in the weight room. Um, and as you know, all three of us know, Chris, that, that could take a year. Um, but then, I, I also think too that if you're able to identify and categorize an athlete, if that's the right word, like. There are some guys, like, like my, my point guard, like, I could probably get him to squat, like, 300 pounds, 400 pounds, whatever. But he's quick as a hiccup. He's fast as lightning. And I could take him out in the hill, and we can run hill sprints and do bounds and track workouts all day for his leg strength. So if I put a barbell near him, I mean, it's like I'm just throwing garlic at a vampire. Mm -hmm. It's like nothing. He'll do it eventually, but it's like, again, like which fight do you want to have? Do you want to get the kid to do the stuff better that they're really good at and work, they'll work hard at? Or do you want to go to war with a kid? Uh, pick so your battle. Yeah. Yeah, pick your I battle. My starting point guard is not a battle I'm picking. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. That's a good perspective. 
Accommodating resistance for basketball, fan or no? Um, accommodating resistance. So I, I've I've done in grad school. I did a, a research thesis on uh, chain training. I like it. Um, I think it has its place. Um, I think you have to build some proficiency in the rack, and you have to have some great squatters. Um, I'm not a fan of band variable resistance because bands get old and they get thrown in a corner in a ball. And how do you know the tensile resistance of the band that you're holding in your left versus your right? Um, so I don't do it with bands, uh, but I do, I do, I do like some, some chain stuff. Um, we have some chains here, so I'm excited to kind of uh, explore that after we, we hit a, you know, a couple max strength cycles, but it's, it's one of those things. Everything has a rhyme and reason and purpose when planned and placed in a timely manner, right? Yep. In terms of where the athlete is. And so it's like, okay, we see that, you know, and it's like, all right, well, wow. You know, the chains are clanking and it, you know, that seems really badass. You know, we got to do that with our, with our guys, but it's like, well, you know, if they can't, if they can't squat the depth, and you're not gathering the chain on the ground, you're not getting any accommodating resistance. You're not benefiting from the exercise. <laughs> you might as well just do a quarter quarter pin squat. Um, so everything is relative. Everything has a, a time and a place. I think it's great. Um, I thought it was great enough when I was in grad school to, to do a research thesis on it. Um, but um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I think it's, it's great. Um, you know, to kind of take advantage of the, you know, the velocity curve, you know, where, you know, the weight gets lighter, where you're, you know, um, you know, disadvantaged mechanically, and then it gets heavier as you're, it's more advantageous mechanically for you, you know, so I think, I think it's great. I think it, it mimics it. I think it matches it, but you have to have great squatters and you have to have people that are disciplined and understand how to train. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest part of it. If they're technically proficient, they know what it means to strain under the bar, then I think that it's okay. The problem with that is tra straining under the bar can be a long, long way. Um, so I guess I would say, am I a fan of it? Yes, if it's needed. If it's not needed, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, they do. They can do a lot of things that are explosive and fast and this and that where you, you don't, you know, put that extra torque on such a long lever. But yeah. I, with that being said, years ago, yeah. I, we were doing it twice a week, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here, here's the other thing, too, Jay. Like, you know, there's a lot of debate about, like, full squat, quarter squat. And for me, like, I'm always going to, first and foremost, like, build a full squat with my, with my athletes. And once we build a full squat, they're proficient at it. We're seeing, you know, incremental improvement we're, we're packing some some lbs on and we're getting stronger okay now we've graduated like i talked about earlier we've graduated to the point where now we can start doing some some heavy quarters um so everything has a time and a place 100 percent. which this is a great question dan sport specific exercises for basketball sport specific exercises for basketball Um, I want to say this, a plane. That's what I was, I was going to say, basketball. Yeah, playing, playing. I mean, I, hey, I, I'll tell you right now, man, I'm not down here with the, you know, the, the bands all over the place and, you know, attaching the ball and doing all this stuff. I'm, I'm not doing that, you know. I'm, no. I'm, uh, I'm being a strength coach. Uh, you know, uh, I think speed training is sport-specific. You know, where today we had a great workout, you know, it was, it was very specific to who we want to be defensively. Okay. You know, that's basketball specific. I think you can get, you know, um, you know, you can get, you can hone in, you can do some good things that you can't do in, in the weight room up on the court. But yeah, I mean, there, we have bigger fish to fry down here than attaching a band to somebody's hand and have them do a jab step with a, with a, with a uh, basketball. You know, we have bigger, bigger missions to accomplish. Um, hundred percent. And I think, oh, hey, Miss 
Mom just hopped on. How you doing? Ah, um, uh, there we go. Uh, if you're so if you're not using a basketball attachment on a cable machine, are you even a basketball guy? That person has humor. I like that person right there. Yes. I, I'm going to jump on that sports-specific question and, and kind of piggyback off something you said. And that is, if you understand your systems and you understand what and how the team operates, then I feel like understanding how you can make them more proficient movers is probably the most important thing when it comes to developing a basketball player. You know, obviously with us running kind of that, that matchup zone and the Princeton offense-based system, um, you know, how you cut is really important. I mean, and it's important yeah, for yeah. everybody from our point guard to the to our five guy, you know, and it's how you cut. Can you, you know, at, at 90, 45, and 270, can you put your foot in the ground and can you quickly and, and explosively change direction without getting stuck there, you know? So then you're looking at what things develop, not just those movement skills, but those movement qualities. And again, we come back. Extensive jumping is, is so important. So is that basketball specific? Is teaching them how to cut better basketball specific? Is teaching them how to be more explosive and violent on that first push basketball specific? Maybe. Yeah. You know? Or is that just being an athlete? Yeah. You know, like teach them, teach them to be better at things that they need to be better at. Uh, I think right now what might be the most basketball specific thing we can do it is teach them to be good at what they need to be good at and then get them out because they're doing so much all the time. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll, hey, all I'm trying to do right now is maximize this time, get into September 28th, pass them off to the coaching staff so they're ready to go and we're ready to compete. And general fitness, general strength, all that, right? That's general preparation. That's our job. Right. We have some great assistants here. I'm not I'm not dabbling on in any of that stuff. I mean, let people be successful in what they are paid to do. And I think you really start getting in a, a world of trouble as a strength coach when you start attaching a band to somebody and start working on jab steps and pivoting and all this other stuff that you see. You know, I think I think it, it opens up to it's like opening up a can of worms. Mm hmm. I think it's also something to be said that if you're going to, if we're going to chirp about, you know, skilled coaches or sport coaches running the kids into the ground, then we should probably stay out of their lane too. Yeah. 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 Like I understand yeah. you don't want to be in silos. Like that's the new cool, hip, sexy thing to say, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but you know, yeah. you don't want to get on, you, you don't want to be on your neighbor's lawn all day. Either. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Trust your staff. That's really what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'll tell you what, like, and, and you understand this. When you're on the road and it's during the season, like, you spend more time with those people than your family. And you're breaking bread with them on Thanksgiving Day and you're breaking bread with them on Christmas Day. And if you can't sit down and have a tough conversation that involves your student athletes, then you're not family. You know, family can talk about anything. And so uh, I've always been, and you know this about me, I've always been transparent. I've always been real. I've never taken myself too seriously. I, I fully admit when I don't know stuff, right? And I ask questions. And I, I think that's the, the, the biggest thing, you know, we're, we're testosterone-fueled people, right? Like strength coaches, like we're aggressive-minded people. And I think it's very difficult for the majority of us to sit down and, 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 and to be able to say, hey, you know what, uh, I'm not as good at the basketball thing as you. Teach me everything you know, right? You're Yoda, right? I, I want to learn. And so um, for me, that's one thing that's always benefited, you know, me and my career is like I've, I've just enjoyed being a fly on the wall, learning from a lot of great people, um, and I've never taken myself too seriously. I love it, bro. Well, listen, man, we've been rocking here for like 50 minutes. So I'll let hey, you time flies, man. Hey, yeah. I, I want to say, oh, uh, I lost you on the, on the audio, but um, I know this isn't done enough, man. And uh, the one thing that I'm on a mission for is in, improving the field of strength and conditioning. 
and that everybody has like a five-year lens and, and, and goals and that is that is one of my goals and, and, and you're one of the reasons why um, we are all connected in this right and, and for me it's a it's a brotherhood and a sisterhood everybody is connected right and you are the strong link that holds us all together right and so um, I, I appreciate you um, I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate what you do uh, for this profession. It's not said enough, um, the amount of time you put into making us all better. And you are that strong link. And so um, you've motivated me. I'm on a mission to do it. And, uh, you know, it's we, you know, it's all love, man. It's all love. And I think we need, bro. We, we need more of that. Right? Thanks, brother. And um, we need more of that in this profession. We, we need more love. We need less hate, right? Um, you know, be less about your ego and more about your humility and let's get better together. No doubt. So I'm excited to embark on it, man. And, and you're the reason why. Well, thanks bro. It means a lot, man. Hey, uh, we got to get that home and home. Definitely got to get that. Oh uh, man, I, I lost you. I, I'm sorry, man. Oh, well, all right, bro. Well, thank all you. Right, brother. Have a good day. All right. Take yeah, care. Man. Appreciate you, bro. We'll be in touch. All right. Go dogs. All right, guys, thanks for coming out. And yeah, we, uh, we are. We definitely are taking care of the boys. And uh, guys, we're going to try again, as always. Uh, if I can save this, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. I'll figure this Instagram thing out at some point. Um, but yeah, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, for those of you that stuck around the whole time, Mark, appreciate you for being here again, bud. Um, Chris, thanks for all the questions. And, uh, yeah, everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance, we're going to keep trying to do these. So, y'all keep in touch. Keep on the look. Uh, we'll be rocking with these weekly. Cheers. See ya. And a huge thanks to Butler's Matt Johnson for spending the time with us today. Guys, just sensational stuff. MJ is an absolute wealth of knowledge, and I can't thank him enough for spending the time with us today and being so open, honest, and candid with answering those questions that were provided uh, guys, just sensational stuff. And as always, if you did enjoy it, please share it through the social media outlet of your choice. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. Again, we are just trying to get the best information out there to all the fantastic coaches that we can. And as always, guys, thank you for everything that you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We will be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.